Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Thanks for listening to Sports Sunday On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all of your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at ServicePatriots.com slash The Fan. It's time for Football Sunday with Rashad and Joe. Second and seven. Irving breaks it back. Work roll. Bounces it outside. He's got a burst. Bucky. Irving. Down the sideline. Touchdown, Oregon. Brought to you by Grillwork Supply Company. Ben takes the shotgun snap. Will Branson throws down the right sideline. And over the shoulder. Catch by Harrison. 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Explore the flavors of Oregon at Grillworks Supply Company in Beaverton or at GrillworksPDX.com. Football so fun. This is our job. That's crazy. It's so fun. Now, here are your Football Sunday hosts, Rashad Taylor and Joe Fisher on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080. You're about to get it right there. You're about to get this. No, don't say that. I'm not scared of you. Good morning. Welcome into Football Sunday. We missed y'all. Man. We missed you. It feels this, so good. <laughs> this week has sucked. Oh, this week has been oh. the worst. Joe Riddle. Fisher, Rashad Taylor, Jordan Schultz across OMG. the glass. Uh, I, I think I got to Friday and I was like, I'm over this. I'm over all this. You made it to Friday I, before uh, you were over it? I, I think it was starting to creep in Wednesday, oh. Thursday. I mean, Wednesday, Thursday, I was able to get around. But by Friday, like, there was just too many circumstances that I was just like, I'm done. Nope. I'm done with this BS. I'm done with this ice and this snow, quote unquote. We didn't even get that much snow. That's what pisses me off. Is like, when I want when I hear that there's snow in the forecast and then we get this, I guess it ain't fun. Like, this ain't enjoyable. Uh, got, I was over this crap. got people dying out there. Our pets' heads are falling Man, off. I, I, I was over this crap by Tuesday. Because <laughs> we forget, it starts snowing 
like last Saturday. It was Saturday. Yeah, yeah. woke up Saturday and morning so, to some snow. Basketball yeah. game got canceled for us. Like, yo, and then I'll go one further for you. And and if you followed, you know, the our Twitter feed last week, then you would know this. So Friday, I test myself for COVID, and I've got COVID. And it wasn't like a faint line, like oh, if you see like a small <laughs> faint line, and that means you definitely have it. No, it was dark as hell. It was letting <laughs> me know that nah, bro. Jeez. You got this. And it was the worst. So already we're going to be snowed in, and we know this. Now I'm going to be snowed in and snowed in alone, which was awful. awful. My, vi- my little violin plays, plays for you right oh, now. Oh, see? You know what I'm saying? Like, let it happen to you. Like, during the <laughs> snow. Like, it was it was literally the worst. Like, even if I wanted to, like, hey, man, why don't you come over and watch the game or something like that? Everybody's like, nah. You know, they would have been like, that. It was terrible. And then I would go through these super extremes. I feel great, no problem, or God take me now because this is this is terrible. You know, it'd be one of those two. And that lasted for like two and a half days. And then the, that snow hit or the ice hit, and then the ice just kept hitting. They literally canceled school every day this week. I got that same email every day at right around 2.54, 2.54 p.m. every day. Here comes the email from first Portland Public Schools and then Centennial saying, yeah, we can't do it. it no school. What crack, too icy. What cracked me up was the Newburgh School District uh, a couple times just being like, yeah, calling you a two-hour delay. And then a few hours later, they're like, yeah, we, you know we're, what? We we're, thought not, about it. we're not doing that. By Friday, were they just kind of maybe being a little too cautious? Not just the schools, because I, I get it. You know, there are kids involved. You don't want to ever be in a situation where we were a couple of years ago when kids are left on buses or in gymnasiums <laughs> while teachers and parents can't get to them. I understand that, but like businesses, it seems like on Thursday, Friday, especially Friday, there was stuff that was closed that should not have been closed by 3, 4, 5 p.m. in the evening, I was trying to get dinner going. You know, like, all right, I'm going to pick something up on the way home. And that seemed like a challenge. So I, I, I that was my I'm done with this S feeling. Like, by Friday, I'm like, shouldn't we all be back rolling by now? Like, people want to make money out there? I well, guess I, not. I so. think Thursday, Friday, yeah. Um, I just sound like a jackass, and I apologize, but I guess I don't. Uh, Thursday, Friday, I'm sure there were some business owners who were like, yeah, F this. We're going back in. Like, we're making this happen. There was this, uh, was it Friday? Went to this little Vietnamese place off of, like, 23rd, and I was just like... So thankful they were open. That that bond me and that pho hit different that oh, day. Oh, I'm sure it did. Uh, it was fantastic. If you were looking for stuff open, Southeast didn't close down. No, like, shout out Fire on at the all for whatever reason, man. So Those wings are the, the the Fred Meyer near my my house was open for business and it didn't close. So my mom was calling me and was like, I just went to the store and it was closed. And I was like, this one's open over here. It's got tons of traffic and. And everything, like the only thing that closed were the essential places, which is basically weed and alcohol. <laughs> like those are the two places that, and those, those damn should, you dispensary, those come should on. never close. Like I mean, shout out to Nectar for being open, you know, through everybody's. <laughs> Seriously, like on Christmas they're open, on Easter they're open. Any yeah, of the wild. holidays, they, they don't care. They make their people work during snow days. They show you up. Get your ass in there and you peddle that weed. See, see, hey, hey, and guess what? When you're the only game in town, like at that point, I'm sure they were making crazy bank. But I was telling Jordan on Wednesday, like 
If a DoorDasher out there has a snowmobile or something like that, oh, you're in the mix. Busted out. You're, Let's you're go. killing it. Yeah, you're getting those $20 tips per trip. Yeah, I got DoorDash once or Postmates once, and it took an hour in, in and a half. Like after they got the meal, I kept seeing that, that Julia was. Uh, <laughs> she was struggling. Julia was three miles away with my stuff. Had had another stop to make, and it took like an hour to get. So I was trying to give her some grace, but yo, like my stuff was food hella was cold. cold when I got it. That is the downside of like any DoorDash or Uber. Even in the, I love ordering food. Convenience is awesome. Having stuff brought to my door, but it doesn't arrive hot enough. Yeah. And that it's like, ah, you know what? Should I just go get it myself? So there's a little the soggy. Yeah, yeah, soggy. It's a little bit, you know, lukewarm. Like I just need oh, to go don't grab order it something with fries in it. Yeah, like that's the worst. Like if you're gonna order DoorDash, Solgi chips. Yeah, make sure you order something that's going to be okay once you put it back in the microwave. Yeah, put it in the microwave or in the oven for a little bit. Like you're not gonna be mad. But if you order anything that contains fries, you're screwed. Fries are literally probably the best side. You know that you can have, but, but they, they they do, do not, not age well. Nope, not necessarily. Not the air fryer is one of the best new age inventions. It really does, guys. From Taco Bell tacos to French fries, <laughs> it will bring stuff back to life. You're throwing a Taco Bell taco from hey, the man, night before. That's, that's and a, yes, that's another <laughs> one of those things. That what about that, that lettuce? Taco? What happens to that lettuce? When you no, I was thinking more of a soft taco. No, 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 no. NAE can't do the lettuce. That is disgusting <laughs> after say, like two I was like, what is wrong Once with Once those hard you know, tacos get air you know, fried tomatoes on your soft oh, taco on your uh, might be good, Taco though. Bell. Bro, but, I was thinking like a cheese quesadilla. I'm sorry I said a taco. No, but I'm saying. That could be like a seven layer burrito. But if we're thinking about it like those hard tacos or taco supremes like once those go from still kind of warm to they've been around for a little bit like they're 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 not very pleasant to eat either so maybe putting that shell in the air fryer for a little bit could potentially oh no it does bring that back it does so yeah my, my good sir it makes there's it okay. a lot of money that's going to be saved in the morning because usually when i have that extra taco in the morning or something i'm probably not eating this i'm tossing it yeah, I, you know, I, I I played my sad violin for you, Rashad. But honestly, that that does suck. I mean, if you're gonna have COVID during a certain time, I mean, an ice storm where you can't literally like walk anywhere, yeah, I man. guess that's you know good. Yeah, but, it's pretty uh, bad. Well, I'm glad you're okay. You gotta have somebody too. bring you medicine or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like, leave it oh, outside the door. I got, you know, so yeah. yeah. Shout uh, out to mom. Was it Sunday? Uh, last Sunday. I had to get out of the house because of, uh, you know, some things were happening on the TV that I wasn't really uh, too stoked about. Oh, too, we're going to talk about it. Too better, happy yeah. about. No, it's, it was a shy away from that, man. It was man. so, we got, we have it to was talk so about long it. ago. I don't oh, know if yeah. we have to. Oh, I mean, yeah, I think we do. we got to check on check on your check on your friends. Um, so I, I had to leave the house and go to uh, my local purveyor of booze and Newburgh Social Goods, which has, um, has a ton of good beer. And so I went there, was it Sunday? And then I went there Tuesday, and then I mixed it up, and uh, Thursday went to this place called Barley and Vine in Newburgh. It's all along that downtown strip. Okay. Oh, Barley and Vine's good. Dude, shout out to them. That was the, So that was the first time I ever went there because my son is, uh, he's 10 and an obvious picky eater. Like, hey, they got nachos there. No. And all the sandwiches are like fancy sandwiches, like ham and brie or turkey mm, and pesto. Sounds delightful. Oh, yeah, sounds wonderful to me, but to a 10-year-old, it's just like, mm, mm, yeah. You don't like a ham and cheese? Come on. They did not have mac and cheese, no. Um, over well, ham and brie is just ham and cheese. So oh, I, I'm quite aware of what ham and brie is. Not, and not just your kid. It's like, kids, come on, just t- shove it in your gullet and eat it. Oh, I know. There's plenty of times I want to do that and just force feed him, but... Uh, 
that was the was it like Thursday night? I was like, okay, I can go there and by myself and enjoy a nice dinner and uh, some beers. And they had some good beers there on tap. I'll uh, tip of the cap to them. But um, yeah, it was definitely like being at home. I'm like, I'm I'm good. I don't want to cook anymore. I don't want to do any more chores. Like I need to get the hell out of here. That's all I was able to do. And so shout out to them. Shout out to the McMinimins 23rd Bottle Shop because on Wednesday night. I had to go down there and get some beers for the hot corner, and luckily they were open too. So, I mean, any business that you know made made the call and was like, "Yeah, we're 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 open. We're pulling we're pulling the trigger." Thank God. I know all those businesses are so pissed though, because when that phone rings during a snowstorm, you you know what it's about. Are we open? We're open until this time or this time. They start just answering that during. Man, thank you so much because you knew exactly why I was <laughs> calling. Man, twenty third bottle shop open until eight. I'm like perfect. Thank you. All right, thank you. It. That was all I needed to <laughs> know. Thank you, Fred. Answer. You know. Yeah. So yeah, no, I was. Only thing I could do was chores. So for the first couple of days being sick, didn't do anything. And my spot looked like a, a trap house or a frat house. <laughs> One of the two. Either way, it was bad. And Some so, sort of smells emitting from different piles. Yeah, and I was like, stale right, in man. here. I was like, all right, man, let me get up, did did some laundry, you know, cleaned the kitchen, mopped all, did all the stuff. Just, I just felt dirty. Like, that's what it was about having COVID. I felt so dirty. Like, ugh. Like, you, I, I, like I had something, which I, you know, technically I, mean, I did. <laughs> but yes. it was just kind of one of those things. It was like, you know, the, the way people treated a lot of diseases, like, in the early 90s. Like, ugh. You're that's what you have? Like, yeah, yeah it was kind of kind of gross and then you got to tell people like you know kind of like a like i had an std or something i had to call people like hey man i know we <laughs> yeah, were close the other day and i you know i have covid you get get yourself checked out. yeah you should probably get yourself <laughs> checked out like yo that was I love you super super weird oh you, uh, know, you want to hang out i hope this, this doesn't change things yeah us. seriously like i actually i felt really bad will you bad. stay will so, you stay with me so my best friend yes joni so my best friend plays <laughs> saxophone and he's on his way to this, you know, this. He does this huge soul tank, troll soul train, excuse me, um, cruise every year. Not soul plane. No, Great not movie. soul plane. That would be a cool cruise though to go on a soul <laughs> a soul train. Yeah, but but no, it was super cool. He gets to go every year, and this year he's playing with like, I want to say it's like New Edition, Kenny G, Boys to Men, or he's playing with like some. No, it's it's excuse me, it's In Vogue and Boys to Men. Oh, that's Vogue. who he's playing okay. with. You know, so where have they been? I listened so, to a lot of them, not by choice, growing up. But. Oh yeah, I mean, I think I think we all did, but now I appreciate them. They were the female Boys to Men, but we'll get to that in a second. So we won't. Um, so me and me and my my guy comes and picks me up from work. You know, we hang out and stuff like that. And as I'm sitting at home, I'm like, ah, I feel weird, not bad. Just weird. Just like, funky. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure, like, what's happening right now. So let me go ahead and take this COVID test. Take the test and, like, yo. Like, again, there was no need to wait for 15 minutes. Because right, you could red. see that line was super visible. So I felt terrible. And I had to tell my guy who's on his way to play on a, a cruise ship. Oh, that's and, classic, and too. Five, cruise, and, yeah. and, 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 like, seven days from, from that day, which is, like, today, uh, right around the day, was like, yo, bro, I tested positive for COVID. I was so... I don't think I've ever been so sad because I, I might have ruined a, an opportunity for my dude to make thousands of dollars. You know what I mean? And so I was like, Ugh. I did not want to tell him. I was so, I hid it from him so bad. And like, uh, then I finally was like, okay, man, yo. I can't send you when they say Seriously, I can't, like, I have to tell you this. I felt so, <laughs> he was a trooper about it. Imagine you not saying anything and then you just start seeing the news reports like, oh, cruise, 150 people now infected with COVID. Yeah. Thanks to Chris, the saxophone player. Yeah, so Thanks I told lot. him, and he was he was hella cool about it, but I could tell he was like, oh, you son of a... <laughs> really, bro? I love you, like, I hate you. 
He that's that's pretty much that's that's what it was. And he was all he was hella cool about it, but still he was like, Yo, bro, I'm not really acting with you right now. And I was like, I could totally understand that. All right. We got some football stuff to get to. Vancouver Ford text line. All text to the fin via the Vancouver Ford text line. Your dollar goes further at Vancouver Ford. 503-864-6326. They treat you right before, during, and after the sale. Visit VancouverFord.com. Uh, hey, I'm back to getting in studio with you guys. I'm back to, uh, I'm glad we're back to regular life good here. good to see y'all, man. Um, Did glad, glad to get back on the basketball court yesterday. The, Who got on the court? The, the Newburgh Grizzlies. Oh, okay. Fifth, I'm about to say, he was team. getting buckets somewhere? Oh, I wish. Uh, at some points, I'm watching that game, and I said, you know what, just let me get in. Let me, let me show these kids what's going on. Uh, miss, move, miss, move, I got it. <laughs> miss last Saturday's game. And we didn't have a practice all week this week. We show up yesterday, W, 25-13. Big W. Let's go. Go ahead, Grizzlies. Hey, 2-0. and We're 2-0. and And uh, I'm, I'm going to be gone next week. I'm going to be gone next week from this show, but from that game on Saturday. So the boys, they got to they gotta prove something to me. They got to prove that they can get it done with Coach Fish on the sideline because they, they've been just showing a lot of heart, showing a lot of physicality, aggressiveness, competitiveness. And they got to keep that going, keep the trend going. But we got to uh, talk about some football games that happened last night. Some uh, football games that are going to happen today. I mean, I know we want to talk about my Pitt Panthers upsetting Duke in uh, Camden last night. I mean, I know that's what we all want to talk that's about. That's the what lead. We, I know. Number seven Duke falling to unranked Let's not bury that. Um, trust me. I, I wish we could get to it, guys. But we will get to... These football games that happened yesterday. First, 49ers fans, how's that pucker factor after last night? Mm. We get to that next here. Football Sunday. Joe Fisher, Rashad Taylor, Jordan Schultz on 1080 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Football Sunday with Rashad and Joe, brought to you by Grillwork Supply Company on Portland's Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. Brock Purdy is the best quarterback ever. Oh, man. Right? That's He's got how a that, shoe coming out, I heard. That's how that works. 
Remember when you know, football players used to have shoes? Well, Brock Purdy's getting one. You just have a fourth quarter drive to win the game. Forget everything else, right? That was one of my favorite things of last night is seeing all the people jump on uh, the old Twitter X and uh, giving him his praise and being like, yeah, that's right. That's Brock Purdy for your ass. And it was like, that was, hey, it's one drive in an entire game. And yes, a very convenient drive to, you know, play competent quarterback. But did we not see the rest of the game? Like uh, the almost interceptions and the uh, terrible throws throughout the game. I mean, Brandon Nayuk having to make great catches all night because of the terrible passes thrown his way. You know, kudos for the 49ers pulling it out in the end because that does take resilience. It takes heart. But, um, Man, I know they were puckering throughout that whole entire game. <laughs> uh, Brock Purdy is lucky enough to have the most talented roster in football around him. Yeah, sorry. Absolutely. And uh, like, losing uh, Debo Samuel in the first quarter, he, he, I mean, uh, that, that, that sucks. But, man, it definitely helps to have did, CMC and Brandon Ayuk playing like he did. Oh, and... And, and George Kittle and... Trent Williams. Uh, yeah, and, you know. Uh, best fullback. Uh, Juwan Jenkins had some amazing catches last night to, to help them out. Like, But, yeah, it's Jennings. Is it Jennings? I think so. I think it's Juwan Jennings. Juwan Jennings, excuse yes. me. Yeah, so he had some amazing catches um, last night. But, yeah, even so many passes were thrown at the knees of of players. And there's that, that last pass. I want to say it was like third and, third and long or third and maybe third and short. I can't remember. But it was a pass to Brandon Ayuk, and he had to kind of dip down at full speed, running, grab it with almost his fingertips. Towards the end of the game, that, in the that the final game, drive like, that's there. A, yeah. That's an amazing catch, but yeah. that was a terrible throw. Yeah. And there was a lot of those from Brock Purdy throughout the game. And at the end of the day, it, it doesn't matter. You know, you, you were able to win the game, but you're able to win the game because of the MVP. And this is, this is going to be my opinion. Christian McCaffrey is the MVP of that team. When he is not able to play, that 49ers team is a different squad. Totally different squad. The way they do everything is not the same. And Christian McCaffrey, bro, that white boy's good. <laughs> it is oh amazing. My God. That Just to we watch are... him play is like, man, you can't tackle him low. That's not going to work. He's going to run through you. You have to gang tackle him, and somebody has to tackle him incredibly high and just to just to make sure that he kind of goes down. But he is so good. Every time he gets the ball, positive yards. He's not losing yards ever. Two yards, 12 yards, 22 yards, it doesn't matter. He's always going to be moving forward. Like, name another weapon like him in football. Uh, I mean, I was just going to say, out of the 47 touches in the game from the San Francisco players, 24 carries, 23 receptions, he had 24 of them. He had 17 carries. Seven receptions. He was half of the offensive's productions as far as touches go. Uh, 17 carries, 98 yards, two touchdowns, uh, seven receptions, 30, so uh, 30 yards. Man. I mean, he is he's that dude. And I, I was just going to say, in the year of 2024, the fact that the best running back in the league is a white dude. I mean, who? Look how, white, stand up, Look how far yeah. we've come. Look how far we've come. We just need a The white man has been oppressed in the game of football at the running back position for years. 
And here we are back at the mountaintop, we're, baby. We're, we're just missing our There's... John Lynch, Jason Seahorn, free safety white guy now. Yeah. Right? Like as soon as y'all get back to corners, <laughs> as soon as y'all get the corner hey, position back, be careful. It's there, a wrap. There might be a white corner out of Iowa going in the first round. This I year, so. guarantee it. There, there get is, ready. You know, I guarantee there is. But we, that white, uh, that all white versus all black black team, it's starting to look that, a little that, more even. That game is yeah, starting to look a little more. That's even. That's going to be a good game. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, I mean, seriously, in the past couple of years, you had the best receiver in the league has been, you know, a white guy, which is which is rare, you know, after you know, well, a, a few seasons ago. Oh, Cooper Cup? About Cooper Cup, you know. Yeah, I never really Yeah, agreed. it was like. I never agreed with that. He had, Jefferson's he had that, been the he best was, guy Yeah, Jefferson's year. clearly or, or the Jamar guy. Chase or but a couple of receiver is one of those things, much like corner, that changes every couple of years. Right, yeah, Odell Beckham cool. was the best receiver in the league for a couple of years, and then Julio Jones is the best receiver in the league for a couple. It just kind of changes. Like quarterback is the only thing that's like consistently like he's the best quarterback. He might be good, and he's on his heels, but he's we know that he's the best. You know, at this point, receiver, well, corner, those things change year to year. Well, then why don't the uh, Niners just trot out like? You know, like four white guys and an Egyptian, like Rick Pitino said. I'm just kidding. Anyways, yeah. uh, the talent at the wide receiver position, I think, is the reason that Brock Purdy is so good. But they did credit to San Francisco last night. I mean, what, Debo, I think I heard the announcers say plus seven yards when he's in. Debo Samuel for the Niners on average per play without him, it's under six. It makes a huge difference. So right from the get-go, the Niners are already played a little shorthanded. But right. I'm not sure I'm ready. I mean, yeah, Christian McCaffrey, I bow down. Greatness we are watching. However, not sure I'm ready to crown Brock Purdy as greatness yet because if you watch the last play of the game, uh, Jordan Love looked pretty similar to Brett freaking Favre throwing that interception. It wasn't necessarily, you know, Brock Purdy making you win the game Bro, as the Niners. It was more so Jordan Love handing you that game. If that were a winning drive or a tying drive for the Green Bay Packers, nobody would have been talking about Brock Purdy leading the way. His only touchdown pass, by the way, was to George Kittle in the first half, right? I'm not forgetting that. I think a lot of people were screaming because they hit their George Kittle TD props on social media, but nobody was screaming about Brock Purdy at that point. So credit to the adversity that they fought through, but I would hand that a little bit more to uh, uh, the Packers giving you that game as opposed to the Niners winning that game. Well, I'm glad you said that, Jordan, because, uh, yeah, I mean, just on that interception alone, dear God, man, like that—that's one of the worst interceptions that you'll see. Who are you throwing it to? I—I I no, don't kidding. know. A uh, 49er, clearly, because yeah, there clearly was three. Of, there was three of Paul them crew? in the area. Um, that's awesome. Paul but crew. there is, there is uh, some opportunities that the Packers missed out on, and I look at their four drives that were deep into 49er territory. They had drives that ended at the 11-yard line, the 14-yard line. 11-yard line and the 23-yard line, and the Packers only came with six total points out of those four drives. Like, you're that far mm -hmm. into their territory. I mean, that was the biggest difference score. between the week before playing the Cowboys and this week is that they finished off drives with touchdowns, and they were getting all this credit already early in the game. Like, oh, just like last week, they go get points in the first quarter or their first drive of the game, and it's like, all right, yeah, that's great, but then you had three other drives where you got damn close to the touchdown and or red zone and you walked away with another only three points. Like that is a missed opportunity. And we talk about missed opportunities. You talk about missed opportunities, probably none bigger than Anders Carlson. Like him going out there and missing a 41 that, yarder. That that field goal. That at least he makes that that game is tied. They go on to 
overtime anyway, even regardless of well, that, how they that missed you know, field goal would have put them up twenty four seventeen. Yeah, yeah. So um, so even if uh, even if San Francisco still okay, comes down to score, they still come down to score. Okay, yeah. you're not you're not as worried. You can probably take that into the the overtime period right, and yeah. go I from there. But I'm like, how did Macaulay Culkin miss this that field goal? <laughs> How does you how do you how do you do that? Now mind you, it was very I windy. I understand the, the the wind, but that's what they pay you for as the kicker. Kickers in most cases don't even have to you practice. You sound like my wife and I love it. That's what that's what they pay you for. They don't pay you to throw the ball. They don't pay you to block. They don't pay you to catch. <laughs> they don't pay you to defend. They don't pay you to do any other thing. Everybody on that football team for the most part has to do those other things. They don't pay you to do anything else but kick field goals. You, he's getting jumped after this game. You should have made that. You should have made that as soon. Like we haven't forgot that, and bro, we're getting you're, you're getting jumped as soon as we get back to the locker room. Swear to God. When Carlson hit that first field goal, I I saw the flags on the goalposts flying. Like I think it was to the left, and and I was like, oh wow, he hit that in the f- he hit that field goal in the wind. And my wife's like, oh, so he did his job. Nice, nice. Like my yeah. wife, my wife's Do, reaction was was a little more salty than mine. I love yeah, it. Just doing your job, but it was it was one of those things that kind of came to bite them in the ass. You know, at the end of the day. But other up until then, I thought Jordan Love played his ass off. I thought Jordan Love did man a great job leading that offense. And let's just be real: on paper, games aren't play, played on paper. But on paper, Green Bay has no reason to stick around in that game with San Francisco. San Francisco should have ran away with that, and Green Bay made it a game for almost three quarters. You know, for until the fourth quarter where that were. That terrible interception was thrown with, you know, 30-something seconds in the game. That was a great game. So I'm going to tip my cap to Jordan Love because you made it further than Aaron Rodgers did. And you played – you were literally seconds away from potentially having a chance to play in the championship game without Aaron Rodgers. No one thought – we talked a lot about the Texans, right? Um, No one thought the Texans would be in that situation that they were in. We'll talk about the Texans, I, I assume, soon. No one thought they would be there. We could say the same thing for the Packers. They were talking bad about LaFleur. Like, we're not sure if he's really the guy there. He's not really the the coach they should be looking for. Jordan Love looked, you know, up and down at certain certain points of his career. You weren't really sure what you're going to get from them. And then all of a sudden, they have a a pretty good playoff run. You consider this a good playoff run. You won your first game. You were on the doorstep of potentially winning your second going to the championship game. Green Bay shouldn't hang their heads. Like, obviously, you will because you're disappointed. But, again, smart money was on San Francisco for good reason. And I'm just, I'm, you know, you got to be proud of, if you're a Packers fan, you got to be proud of the way your, your team played. Even terrible interception at the end of the game and everything. Like, most people feel like you probably shouldn't have made it this far. Green Bay covered, right? It was a 10-point spread. Yep. Green Bay ended up covering. So I know a lot of people were happy uh, with that betting line. But 10 points was a lot. And Green Bay has a ton of weapons. They actually credit Mina Kimes from ESPN. Uh, that's where I stole this stat from. But they had the leading NFL stat as far as different receivers leading the team throughout the season. Go, I think they had eight or nine different guys on the roster leading the way. The Packers are hard to prepare for. And... And credit to Aaron Jones. He makes that offense run. And, and, you know, at least we talk about Jordan Love looking like Brett Favre at the last play of the game. At least Jordan Love is a younger quarterback as opposed to Favre. He was
was kind of at the end of his rope in Minnesota when he threw that type of interception. So so I think we can understand it. It's like, who are you throwing to, Jordan? Okay, he was trying to make something happen. He's young. We get it. He's not a total 40-year-old idiot that you know we know shouldn't have made that play. Yesterday, Jordan Love hit nine different receivers. Yep, there you go. Speaks nine to the different point. receivers. He targeted 10, but hit nine different receivers. Like, that's spreading the ball for, out. man. Yeah. Packers, they have made the playoffs nine of the past 12 seasons and have been eliminated by the 49ers five of those times. Damn. They've got a, yeah, they got a 49ers problem. How but, many times have 49ers been eliminated by them? Oh, I don't know. Because it's I pretty don't, substantial. I don't have I that think, yeah. stat in front of me, but uh, yeah, Packers. Uh, right now, their kryptonite seems to be the 49ers in the playoffs. Let's keep this going. Let's talk about this game a little bit more. We had another playoff game between the Texans and the Ravens. We'll see if we get to that next segment or the one after. But playoff football, it rolls on here on Football Sunday. Brought to you by Grillworks Supply Co. on Tenny the Fan and the Odyssey app. But Jordan Schultz has got a Sports Center update first. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Your Sunday home for college football recaps and the NFL. This is Football Sunday with Rashawn and Joe on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. Dre Greenlaw, you are not a safety. You're not Ed Reed. Get down. Get down. He was really trying to make a play. Bro, you what? know what he said? <laughs> I'm going to score a touchdown. I'm going to score a touchdown. I'm going to end the game. That's Actually, what he was thinking. his quote, uh, he, he blames it on Fred Warner because he said that uh, Fred Warner at some point like told him that he needed to get a pick six. Uh, <laughs> Everybody's yelling TV, man, get down. What are Dude, you doing? You can see, yeah, mu- like multiple people on his team yelling at him, pointing to the ground. Even uh, Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson are yelling at him. And he needs to get down. What are you doing? Like, it's a wet, rainy game, too. So, so one player happen. just gets one punch in there. That ball is out. The, the best <laughs> that player. That game is still on. I was just like, buddy, what, what are you doing? <laughs> the best play of that game was the. Was it Keeson Nixon fumble oh, that, the recovery? Kick return? Oh my gosh! Like that was the perfect recovery. Like the way he was already diving that way, and the ball was like there. You can see him going like, "Oh s, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get this." And then he, that was oh, perfect. He didn't oh, bobble it. Didn't to go from like, like almost yo, that housing was... the kick return to then like, oh my god, he fumbled yeah, it. <laughs> like what a what a great return. Number one, the return was awesome until the fumble, and then him, he just happened to being 
to be right there was like, yo, what a great play. That might have been the best play of the day. And, and screw number 30, I can't remember whose name it was, but for the Niners trying to, it was obvious that the Packers had already gotten on that football. And then at the end of the play, number 30 for the Niners comes in to jump to try and grab the football after. It's like, get the hell off the ball, you idiot. We all see what you're doing. Oh, I'm aggressive. I'm trying to go. Stop. No, Stop I'm, I'm it. That you're wasting playoffs. our time. And at that point, they're losing. Wasting like, hey, man, it's the playoffs. I'm trying to get this. That's stupid. That's uh, there. There's effort and then there's just being ridiculous, and that went to the category of ridiculousness. Nice job, number 30. Special teams guy, get the hell off the field. I need a ridiculous guy on my team. 49ers, they get the W, and it's, uh, I, I hate the whole wake-up call, but, man, you escaped. You escaped a loss. It's a great word to use. Like, you, you got damn close to blowing that game last night and having to come back and get the victory. Now you're going to the NFC Championship again. We're getting into this territory that, and I said this a few weeks ago when we did primetime, like, how do we view this 49ers team and franchise if they don't win the Super Bowl this year? Like, because they have been there, I mean, literally since Jim Harbaugh coaching this team, like, how many times have they almost been right there? I mean, they've only gone to the Super Bowl once since they had Jim Harbaugh and then Kyle Shanahan, so... You keep getting damn close and getting to the conference championship. I mean, hey, it's better than what my Cowboys are doing. But at some point, like, something's got to give. Like, are you guys going to pull this off eventually, finally? Like, come on. You've had all this talent for years. Over the last three years, and I I mean, granted, two years ago, they came in as a wild card, but then you beat the Cowboys – and then you're rolling in the playoffs, and then you go and face, I think it was the Rams in that NFC uh, Conference Championship game. And then you're in the game last year against the Eagles, and sure, Brock Purdy goes down, and you don't have a quarterback that can fill in, and so you're pretty one-dimensional at that point. But again, you have been there right at the doorstep for damn near a decade, it feels like, with this team and a lot of dudes that are um, leftovers from those Jim Harbaugh teams. And then you just re- keep replenishing talent. When John Lynch got there, he's been an amazing GM. Like as far as team building goes, 49ers are one of the best, if not the best, in the league. But does it matter if you can't actually finish the job? Like we're getting into Bills territory almost. It feels like the Bills were four Super Bowls in a row, but you don't win it. I mean, say what you want about my Cowboys not getting the job done, but. What's worse, being that close every year and being that good every year and not finishing the job? I mean, this has to be the year that the 49ers pulled off. I'm going to I'm gonna read something real quick, and this is just the 49ers roster. Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell, Devo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, Trent Williams, Chase Young, Eric Armstead, Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, those are those are your those are your those are your star players. Those are your quote unquote key players. You have them at pretty much every position on the field. You have an amazing offensive minded head coach. You 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 obviously had a great defensive coordinator. Hey, don't you forget a, about Kyle Juziak, okay? Oh no, yeah, you, you you've you've got Kyle Juziak. You've got make you, fullbacks great again. You you've you've got you obviously had a great defensive scheme when you had what's now the head coach of the Texans, you know, at this point. Like, you know talent. You've been able to wrangle the talent that you need, and it seems like you get them for almost nothing. Like, uh, do we remember the Chase Young deal? 
like it was almost like like they got Chase Young for for nothing. I felt like, and he's somebody there that that's there to make plays. Now, mind you, not the number. What was he number two overall? Chase, Chase Young, Young yeah, yeah, number two, number overall. two overall. Probably not the plays that a number two overall player makes, but still a damn good player. You, you have zero excuse for not winning the Super Bowl. You have. I'm, that's. I just feel that way, and I think a lot of 49er fans think that that's hate when you say it. No, it's an endorsement. The, the only thing stopping the 49ers from winning the Super Bowl is the 49ers. That's it. Last night, it almost cost them. And I don't know how they change that before next week because they're going to play a better team in next week's game. Now, be it the the Lions or the Lions is who I think is going to be that game. It's like, yeah, they're, they're going to need to come with it all the way. And last night was kind of a almost a half-assed effort. If in the, I could be wrong, and maybe they were playing with all their hearts. If that's the case, I don't, I don't, I don't know how far they're they're going to make it. But that team goes as Christian McCaffrey goes, and we're knocking on wood to make sure that he can stay healthy from now until that game, because that's a bad boy. And when he's playing like like he did last night, bolting up the middle, he he doesn't really take a lot of you know he's not running getting all getting on the edges. He's running right down your throat every single time. Pause. Pause. You know, good job, bro. He's got a <laughs> I down beat you to the punch that time. Every, every single time. And there's nothing. He's saying, challenging defenses to stop me. Do something. You know, and you respect that so much, then all of a sudden, oh, wait, we got this fast tight end, you know, on. There's nothing you can do about San Francisco. So if they don't win, this is on you. Take this 49ers. You don't win, you're just not good enough. Well, I'm trying to I'm looking at some of their contracts right now as far as like they're basically got everybody locked in through even next year with some of their contracts even. And but I mean, most of their key players, they're they're good to go for the next few years. Like Kittle, he's signed through 2026, Debo through 2026, McCaffrey through 2026, um, you know, some of the like. Some of the players that their contract expires in 25, like are dudes that it's like, OK, uh, you know, Talanoa Hufunga, yeah, we would probably like to bring him back. Diamador Lenore, yeah, probably like to bring him back. Brandon Ayuk, Dre Greenlaw, Chavarius Ward, Eric Armstead. But again, they're good next year. And some of those guys at that point, like, I'm not going to say are replaceable, but those aren't your top key players, I think, that are really pushing this team to where they are. As you mentioned, some of them. So if they don't do it this year, they're obviously running it back next year because they are so good. But, I but, mean, is this is this a matter of, like, ah, if they don't get it this year, they still got next year and th- they should be fine and they'll be a contender and so we don't. But, again, anything happens in the NFL, like, you're right there at the top and then the next year you have injuries happen or, a, I mean, Brock Purdy. I think everybody's waiting for him to come to, come back to earth here soon. So it but I, I don't think, know. I just feel like this is a year. It's the 49ers. You've got to pull this off, man. And, and I, I think, know there's a team in the AFC that we're going to talk about next that's looking more in like they should be the favorite. But, again, I, I just don't know how much we give the 49ers a pass for being a really, really good team who's always there at the end of the season but doesn't finish. That's off. been the conversation for them. You know, they're always a good team, but there's something keeping them from kind of crossing that threshold to being the great team, the Super Bowl winning team. All right, let's go over to the AFC because we did have the Texans versus the Ravens. I want to talk about that. And we got hour number two coming up where we will preview some of the matchups. Uh, some of them. I mean, there's only two of them happening today. So we'll preview the two matchups. 
which one of them I just can't believe that, I mean, either of these teams, for different reasons, have a chance to go to the NFC Conference Championship. But we'll talk about Ravens, Texans next here on Football Sunday on 1080 The Fan. Football Sunday with Rashad and Joe, brought to you by Grillwork Supply Company on Portland's Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. Before we get to Texans, Ravens, my journalistic integrity is getting the best of me. Um, I said Harbaugh straight to Shanahan, but I guess because these two years were so terrible that I completely forgot yeah, about them. Who can forget about, about the Jim Tom Sula and Chip Kelly days? I was going to mm. say, yeah, there are a couple of names in there. I forgot. I totally forgot Chip was the head coach. of. Well, it was so bad. They were like, yeah, two this, and isn't, 14 this isn't going to work, guys. After one year. One year, like, yeah, we're, we're going to move on. And then uh, and 14. Good old, I'm a head coach, Jim Tom Sula. You know, I will, but I won't. But I'll tell you how to coach a game. It's yeah. just, you know, a lot of effort. A lot oh. of kind of giving max effort. Got to get the guys to get a win. I don't have what? the drops page up, but there is the classic <laughs> soundbite of what is it? Um, I wouldn't say that, but then again, I like what? what but is I might that? say yeah. that. Yeah, I got to find it because it's just like the most confusing jumble of where you're like, dude, what? Like that made that. I don't think that means what you think it means <laughs> made sense to him <laughs> right. and that was probably the problem i understand that people are counting on things to get done the right way a certain way i clearly understand the expectations of the ownership on and off the field i clearly understand the expectations of the general management oh uh, no that doesn't have it God, I know it's on the prime times. Uh, I would not say that. Years. I wouldn't say it either. Thank you. I just, I just wanted to. No, I, I had. I both. would not say that. I, I wouldn't, wouldn't say, say it either. either. I just wanted to give everybody a dose of like, here, here's, here's who this was. Here's, here's this guy. You fooled me once, can't get fooled again. That's essentially. That's pretty <laughs> what much that what was. we got. Oh crap! All right, we got uh, Ravens, Texans yesterday. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh God, never changed, Jim Tom Sula. How many? gigs has he gotten since um oh i think he's still in a line coach somewhere but anyways i digress uh ravens texans i mean cj stroud was like david bowie and queen yesterday just under pressure all day long running he just looked super uncomfortable but that is due to the ravens defense they allowed only 51 yards in the second half yesterday 51 yards like that i mean after what we saw last week with Bobby Slowick getting all the praise in the world against uh, the Browns defense and Jim Schwartz and putting up, uh, well, I wouldn't say 45 points because 14 of them came off of pick sixes. So 31 points on the Browns. The Ravens, man, they just keep looking scarier and scarier and scarier as the weeks go on. Uh, it looks like a team that just keeps getting better as the weeks go on. And they got to have all the confidence in the world right now that they are the team to beat, not just in the AFC, but for the Super Bowl. I mean, we could be looking at a 49ers-Ravens rematch from a few years back, the Harbaugh Bowl. But, uh, the Bob Bowl. Damn, dude. Like, the Ravens' defense is just nasty. Yeah. <laughs> they're, 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 they're different, man. Yes, Jim Tomsula. Yes, I agree with that statement right there. Yeah, no, their their defense was just... Everywhere it's almost it's almost old school Ravens, not quite, you know, but the the way that they you know kind of are able to stop the run. Like Devin Singletary looked awful in yesterday's yesterday's game, but there that front seven from 
uh, from the Ravens just made it impossible to run. Like and Ray again, Lewis was back on the field. C.J. Stroud has looked as comfortable in the pocket as any veteran quarterback has looked, you know, throughout this year. Yesterday was the first time I looked at C.J. Stroud. And I was like, uh oh. <laughs> he's he does he's under some pressure like you said like he's trying to escape he's trying to make these these throws that he's been typically making like oh man that was a good play by the rookie okay that was a good play by the rookie the ravens weren't allowing any of that in the second half and at the end of the first half it looked like the texans had finally figured out lamar jackson okay they got like two big sacks and everything uh to end the in the first half and i was like oh okay i think they might have figured this out and then lamar jackson put on that cape and said, yeah, follow me. I got y'all. And Lamar Jackson's second half was a different dude. And this is why you paid him the big bucks. This is why he was mad that you would have the nerve to say that I'm not worth this money. And this is why, you know, he was upset or, or, or insulted more than anything that you, you want to make me a receiver. Like, are you people serious? Lamar Jackson is easily the the at, at quarterback the best weapon in football. Like I think Pat Mahomes has probably more in his bag than Lamar Jackson has. But for what he does, like you talking about just you need a you need a first down, you need 4 yards, you're right there on the goal line, you're trying to figure out a play. How do you want it? Do you want me to drop back and I can throw short? How do you want it? How does it feel? How does it feel after I score and then take it into the tunnel like I'm Bo Jackson? Like, get out of here. Like, he was really in his bag yesterday. Lamar Jackson is clearly the MVP, but none of that matters if he doesn't win in the playoffs. Like, I get it. There's there's going to be a big award ceremony. And was it, is it next week or the week after? The week after next. During the, the week prior to the Super Bowl. They're going to have a big award ceremony. Oh, Lamar you're Jackson's, talking about for like the MVP yeah, NFL and, honors, and Lamar Jackson is yeah. going to walk away with the most valuable player award. But if he doesn't play in that AFC Championship game, I don't think it matters. Oh yeah, I mean that that was definitely some of the, a little bit of the narrative to start the game was that he's one in three in the playoffs. So I mean, getting the win yesterday was important, not just for uh, the Ravens, but just definitely for his legacy. Absolutely, because he was essentially he was essentially Kirk Cousins in the playoffs. If you're looking at Kirk Cousins is one and four, Lamar Jackson goes down that game. He's one and four, a really good player with only one playoff win and MVP, not good enough. Yeah, there, there are no questions left, right? Like I, I, I there mean, shouldn't I, be. Yeah, sitting here last night, I'm like, eh, this is we're good. I think we all know what Lamb Jack is now. We've got the money. He's going to win another MVP. But credit to their defense as well. But I gotta say, even more credit to their defense. Just cafuddling the heck out of the Texans' offense. I heard Troy Aikman talking about... Not a single touchdown scored by the Texans' offense. Absolutely. They just just had their punt return, and that was it. No, no, great point. Great, great stat to point out there. And that was, it seemed like, because one of the reasons that uh, Troy Aikman was talking to Bobby Slovic uh, the night before the game, talking about their offense, uh, it seems to be that the the question that he asked Slovic regarding, like, well, hey, what do you guys got in the bag, you know, to pull out to try and, you know, mess with uh, to try and mess with your opponent, you know, can you outsmart the Ravens at any point in the game where you think you're kind of heels against the wall? And Slovak admitted this to Troy Aikman, and I can't believe he did. He said, no, we've got to go trick play. I, I mean, I, I'm surprised that you don't lie at that point. We all give Slovak a bunch of praise. I, I think Slovak would be a lot luckier, you know, like with a 
really good quarterback like he's gotten in C.J. Stroud than he would with, I don't know, a Bryce Young. So let, let's look at the situation Slovak is in because when he's given answers like that the night before a game to the guy that you know is going to be on national television giving your answer to America the next day, it just it looked like a terrible – it was a bad look for me. It didn't, didn't seem lie. That's not you know? something you give Troy Aikman, man. It just it it showed the ineptiveness of I think the coaching of the Texans' offense. Just my opinion. Well, the Texans' great first year for D'Amico Ryan's and C.J. Stroud. Tip of the cap to them. Uh, but yeah, man. I mean, just this Ravens team is on another level right now. They completely locked down that Texans' offense, and to go from one week looking as competent as they did to looking like they did yesterday. I mean, they had, I think their longest drive yesterday was uh, 44 yards. Um, if I look back on it, yeah, they, it which, was is where they missed, where, which is where they missed a field goal. But other than that, nine-yard drive, 23-yard drive, 28-yard drive, seven yards, 32, which ended in a punt, five yards, four yards. Like, they just could not do a damn thing. And looking at the Ravens, six of their last seven games – Besides that Rams game, that shootout they had a few weeks ago, held the Chargers to 10 points, Jaguars to 7 points, held the 49ers to 19 points, and that was in San Francisco, held the Dolphins to 19 points where they blew them out, 56-19. And yeah, they held the Steelers to 17 points in a loss, but I mean, that game, end of the year, they weren't even playing for anything, so still held that Steelers team to less than 20. So you've held six of your last seven opponents to less than 20 points. Yeah, and so you're that... At that point, your offense just has to make plays. And C.J. Stroud has done a good job of keeping them afloat. I think they need to fix that offensive line um, because Stroud didn't have much time to really work in between there. They have to get in some a run game. Devin Singletary is not it. Let's just go ahead and, and, and say that much. Devin Singletary is a, a good little running back, but not enough to be able – he's – Towards the end of the – as far as starters, he's towards the end of the NFL as far as yards are concerned. He's like – he has four touchdowns on the year. Like, it, it, it might be time. It might be time to try to find some additional offense to go along with C.J. Stroud. nine carries for 22 yards. I mean, you want to talk about – That's not going to get it. You want to talk about a difference in the game. Houston rushing, 14 carries for 38 yards, 2.7 average per run. The Baltimore Ravens, 42 carries, 229 yards, 5.5 yards per carry. 100 of those by your quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. So Is that kind of why you force uh, Maybe he should just play running back all the time. (laughs) Maybe, right? Like the Wildcat? Yeah, just a Wildcat. Right? Isn't that what we were saying? It's essentially what they're running. Pre-draft to Lamar? Have him just play running back? Is that why at the end of the game, D'Amico Ryans essentially just said, screw this, I'm just going to punt down 14. It was a fourth and five at about the 30-35, but you're running out of time. I don't I don't understand. I understand the offense has been inept for the Texans, but I don't understand how giving it back to the Baltimore Ravens, who had scored two touchdowns on their previous two drives, you know, it's like, all right, if we give it to him at the 35, the game's over. What, what if you give it to him at the other side of the 35? The game's like a little less over. You're already down by 14. I subscribe to the Mike Leach uh, style of football. Like, just go for it. It just it, it seemed like they were playing a little scared. And then you hear Ryan at the end of the game be like, ah, oh, you know what? Lamb Jack was just great. We were just facing greatness today. So I kind of wonder if Houston just going into the second half of the third quarter kind of gave up yesterday. What's a Lamb Jack? Uh, that's uh, Lamar I, Jackson. I get it. Lam- <laughs> I get it. 
Yeah, it yeah. sounds like something uh, like a, a fancy dish. Of yeah, some sort. right. Like oh, lamb. Dude, I, I had the some, lamb jack. I had some, some lamb jacks. Jack. Oh, great choice, sir. Mm, they're delicious. No, I mean <laughs> Lamar. Lamar was incredible. You know when he needed to be. If you look at his passing numbers, obviously he only missed on six passes, but he had a one twenty one uh, rating and a ninety three. You know QBR. Like he was absolutely phenomenal when he needed to be. And then again shows you the weapon he was when he's able to use his legs. You know, and he wasn't, you know, kind of, you know, trying to take him bootlegs out to the side and stuff like like he was straight up the middle, waits for a little bit, patient, wait and see uh, the hole open and then goes right through there. And there's not much that anybody can do about it once he gets moving like that. He's almost like Christian McCaffrey in that regard, that once it's like one on one and you have to try to tackle him in open space like you, you have no choice. It's it's, it's 2004 Michael Vick on on Matt. Yeah, there's and, nothing you can do. And as far as like what you're saying, Jordan, like why punt there after they score two touchdowns? I guess you're trying to just play the uh, field position game. But the drive before that for the Ravens, they marched it all the way downfield, and then the drive after that punt, eleven plays, ten of those were carries, and they waste or they took off uh, seven seven minutes off the clock. You're like, ensuring that the game is lost. Like at, at that, that point, point yeah, opinion. it's like you're done. And I'm I'm as a defensive guy, I'm sure he was like, I'm confident the defense can make a stop. They right? got they can't they can't and score they can't. third time. Yeah, right. Like, no, come right? on. Yeah. Give give your give your in my opinion, you give your second overall rookie quarterback that's gonna win rookie of the year a chance to make a fourth and five. Have they done it all day? No, but you give that chance. All right, so we know the two teams that will be in the conference championships next week, both the one seeds, the Ravens and the 49ers. Talk talk about the two matchups today. One of them between two teams where you're uh, not surprised that they are in the position that they are in. And then the other matchup is I can't believe that we could be talking about either of these teams going to the NFC Conference Championship. Let's get to those matchups next. Who do you love in the second hour? Let's get after it. Football Sunday, 10 of the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.